0: listening to castles and cryptids where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck and the hosts are hilarious no
1: (laughs) so funny funny.
0: i'm not conceited i'm convinced as (laughs) pat would say
1: (laughs) i like that
0: oh my man's fond of saying that one i don't know where he got it from i've never heard it before in my life
1: (laughs) yeah me neither
0: Oh, like the BuzzFeed quiz I took where it was like, do you know this Canadian slang? And I was like, is it going to be proper Canadian slang?
1: Yeah, 90% of it makes no sense. I'm like, I've never heard that.
0: Yeah, it was pretty hit or miss. Somebody was like, who wrote this? Do they only live in uh, Newfoundland?
1: (laughs) That's a big problem.
0: But as a PSA to our American friends, if anybody tells you that our one dollar bill is called or what our one dollar bill
1: think. it used to <laughs> we haven't had those in a while yeah i was gonna say we used to have one dollar.
0: <laughs> i remember two dollar bills those were eradicated in my lifetime in canada but no <laughs> if anyone tells you our one dollar coin is called a oney Ew. they are lying it's called a loonie
1: <laughs> yeah a oney
0: a oney well, never... because the $2, no, I saw some people comment oh. that they try to teach their American friends that the $1 coin is called a oney because the $2 coin is called a toonie, which is correct, as you know,
1: <laughs> but yeah.
0: no, we we call our $1 coin a loony because there's a loon on it, a lovely Canadian loon.
1: I have a question. <laughs> Toonie, is it spelled like the number two or like too many? I'm Googling this. Toonie. I always spell it incorrectly
0: as I have recently learned. It's apparently spelled T O O N I E. Yeah, I would have thought we... it. Yeah, Yeah, it we makes definitely no sense.
1: wouldn't call if Toonie. I feel like they call it a Toonie <laughs> T O O as a playoff of the Looney being L O O. So then if we called it. A... Like toonie spelled t-w-o maybe we'd call a loony a one but it maybe. wouldn't make sense otherwise
0: who knows yeah okay. this sounds like this has been musings of very high lesson.
1: people <laughs> too much time on their hands Jeez. shower thoughts yeah <laughs> when you just zone out in the shower and you're like why is it called a toony? toonie <laughs> But seriously, I
0: was spelling it T-W-O, because I thought to, to, like, what the yeah. hell does toony mean then? Cartoony? It's like the whole, um, oh, what the hell is it called? Mandela effect with the Looney Tunes. It's But for Looney Tunes, you know how tunes is spelled, right? It's spelled like, um, tunes, like musical yeah. tunes. <laughs>
1: Which doesn't really make sense. I don't know, man. Nothing ever makes sense. I give up. time has no meaning life has no meaning i've given up on trying that i'll never be successful at spelling or grammar or words (laughs) or anything i'm just gonna have very niche like things i'm experts on and then that'll be it
0: that's right yeah that's all we really need You just need that one weird fact that sticks in someone's head. Yeah. I don't need to know basic math.
1: I can barely get by without a (laughs) calculator.
0: Oh, Oh, speaking of math, this is episode 36.
1: Yeah. Woo! Mm -hmm. And
0: (laughs) I decided it was called Sinister Ships, because that sounds better than spooky.
1: Yeah. I just had it called Haunted Ships. Ooh. Yeah. Haunted ships. Mine's more of a
0: ghost ship, though.
1: Ooh. Yeah, mine, mine's like haunted haunted. It's legit haunted. But, yeah, when you Ooh. Google, like, haunted ships or, like, ships with ghosts on them and stuff, a lot of times it does come up with, like, the ghost ships that
0: yeah. happened. Ghost ships been around in folklore for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get into that, um, I know we don't have a segment on our show where we ask each other, you know, what's our problem this week or why we drink or anything like that. But, but we did talk a little bit about what a week we've had. Um, for any of those of you who don't live in Edmonton, we had a winter storm that was like winter came in like a lion.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was insane
0: like a foot of snow yes sometimes we say foot in canada when you're talking about snow it just <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah. nobody's like we got a meter of snow
1: you know that would be i would not leave my house if we had a meter of snow <laughs> i i still every time we get a friggin'
0: dump like this or it goes minus 40 celsius i'm like does Alberta, like, never close anything? I honestly get so baffled.
1: I know. Having grown up. Right? Yeah. The one girl, who was I talking to at my work, uh, she used to live, I'm positive it's in Russia.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> and, Whoa. yeah, she's lived a few different They places. would know winter.
0: Sorry. Yeah, but she yeah. told
1: me that the kids at school... If it gets below minus, like, 15 or 20, the buses, I think it was, like, minus 15, because it was something insane, and she said the buses (laughs) don't run.
0: Celsius, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then I was like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they probably used to do that here, and then it happened so often, they're like, kids can't be missing that many days of school, let's put it at minus 20, and then it just kept getting, and now it's, like, minus 30 before the wind chill it has to be or something.
0: It must, because the 10 or so, 11, 12, whatever years I've lived yeah. here, I'm like, Rain, do you ever remember them canceling school? She's like, I think in Norwood, which was her elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, maybe like once or twice, which I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Because
1: I don't think like that. N- they never canceled school, this, like when I was in high school and I remember it like it was canceled for almost a week and a half when I was in middle school, oh. and finally they're like, no, like, the kids either have to come in or, like, they just had to re restart school. Like, just, no, you can't <laughs> keep, like, putting it off and doing movie days and, like, the bus kid's not coming in, so they're like, no, like, either you make it in or you've missed a class now.
0: Going back to the roots of trudging uphill and snowstorms, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, like... with COVID, it'll be different now that we have online options. Yeah. Going forward. <laughs>
1: yeah, that makes it better.
0: Um. But yeah, if if you were to ask me how my week was, then
1: yeah, how was I,
0: I, it? I would tell you. <laughs> so. It was, it It started out okay, but then, it, yeah, it, it kind of degraded into a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, that snow no. was horrible. Yeah. Um, I remember being on, like, Reddit on Monday, on the Edmonton subreddit, and, like, some tow truck driver being like, if you don't have to go anywhere today, just don't. <laughs> just yeah. stay home, please. I've seen so many accidents. The more that I've seen in, like, five years and it's all just you know it's just terrible like the roads yeah. were just terrible and whatever and people getting in accidents and all sorts of things and i have a crappy old car and i drove pat's car for most of the week which was great because he's got like four wheel drive and a newer um ford edge and stuff like that
1: yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> so much better and it was it's like we made it to work however long it took every day this week.
1: <laughs> oh, that would have... Yeah. Oh,
0: my... Yeah. My commute pretty much doubled because it's about 30, 35, 40 minutes, depending, you know, on traffic and time of day. But now it was like... It was like at least an hour most days. Oh. That's... Awesome. I, you know, it's... I was, was get... Ugh. Back pain. I don't know. I was like, oh, <laughs> I just want to get home. And stuff like that. But then, um... What was it they were also going to fix at work? We have this heater thing, I don't know, heating some sort of mechanism thing on the roof that they had to work on again, that they had worked on in the summer and had to turn our air conditioning off in the summer and it had got really hot. But this time they were like, oh, it's winter. We'll have to turn it off and then we we'll have to maybe turn the heat off. But we tested it when you guys weren't here at work and it's, it's still going to be like workable. You can come to work and it'll be like 20, 21 degrees in there. But... If you guys want to wear your pajamas on Thursday, go ahead, because it might be chilly in there. So we all wore our pajamas on Thursday. Was it it super
1: hot in there?
0: Yes, it ended up being close. It was like 25 degrees Celsius, which is probably like something in the 70s or maybe 80s Fahrenheit.
1: (laughs) That's awful. no.
0: Which it had been hot in the summer when they worked on it, but we thought that's because they had to turn the air conditioning off because it was the summer. Like, duh.
1: <laughs> yeah. That so it That sounds hot. So... like our old office. <sighs> People used heaters as often in the summer as they did in the winter. because. Of...
0: <laughs> At the west office? Yeah. Yeah. Because of that whole office winter. I don't know if it was you that sent me that. Sketch that's like office winter, you didn't bring a sweater, you dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a real thing here, yeah. Yeah, It's like over air conditioning, yeah. But yeah, so this is like you know, it's harder to work, and I was really feeling kind of like my brain was half melted at the end of the day, and so whatever. It's finally off, and then like go out to the car, and I'm in Pat's car, and then I had to park in a different. like parking lane than I usually do because the people working on the roof had taken up like the first third of the parking lot with these giant ass cranes and a bunch of shit so I just wanted to park with the rest of the cars that were in like two lanes just yeah I didn't want to do anything to hurt Pat's car that's his baby um I just wanted to take it easy And then I get out there and I'm like ready to go home and it's dark and yeah like I say my brain feels half melted and I'm not parked in my normal thing and then I go to back out and then I hear like crunch and I'm like oh my god I just fucking backing out like an idiot forgot about the or didn't pay attention to where the concrete pillars are where they have the plug in stations, because it gets to minus 40 mm-hmm. here, sometimes you have to plug your fucking car in. Yeah. So they have these little, yeah, squat little concrete pillars. And I like was looking at the back and my front end, his front end, scraped the fucking concrete pillar and like scraped the whole wheel well oh of God. his car. And it, I thought, well, it's just a scrape. That's really shitty. But it's like, no, it's dented a little bit. Yeah. And that was my shitty situation this week.
1: <laughs> God, that sucks. Yeah, you've had a week. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um, but the good news is it, he has some accident forgiveness, and his rates won't go up, but we'll have to pay a deductible for the fixing of the vehicle. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh gosh. Yay. Yeah. You know how that is. You yeah. You've dealt in insurance.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good thing he had accident forgiveness too.
0: I know. Yeah. Well, he thought they were like, well, she's not, a- you had her listed as a driver, but she's not a driver. So we don't know if accident forgiveness applies. And by the first phone call, he was pretty upset. But then by the second person he talked to, it was, they were like, no, you've got accident forgiveness, so that's the good news. And we're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, because, like, God. you have your own car. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just wasn't driving it because it's not as winter great. It's older.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's got some issues. But anyway. um, <laughs> We're here. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, we're gonna talk about some ships but that was that was a bit uh, yeah why it's like I'm excited to be able to relax a little
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> that's crazy well at least you're okay and sounds like things are gonna work out
0: yeah yeah I was just you know it was one of those where like you're like great now I have to tell them you're like yeah. I kinda wish I could just lie <laughs> but that wouldn't, that wouldn't fly, so.
1: No, you should never do stuff like that.
0: <laughs> no. honestly, he's the I'm actually a terrible policy. liar. Yeah. <laughs> it's <I'm>, just rough. <laughs> I... When you know the person's going to freak out.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Or at least be upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember now. I was going to tell you. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> kind of where I'm
1: at. <laughs> yeah. Mentally. <laughs> On this Friday evening while we record. Yay! It's nice to
0: have... It's nice to record today. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: I had the day off, actually, because we just um, finished the renewals we had to do for vehicles this month. So it was like there wasn't going to be very much work to do there today. So Nice. They're like, it's one of those if you want to take a vacation day or whatever this would be a good day to do it (laughs) so yeah
1: yeah that would be fun to do
0: you know more time to
1: work on our podcast (laughs) yeah it's always something to do on it right
0: it's true but we appreciate you guys listening i love our loyal listeners i will get up the morning we post and there will be consistently, like, you know, the, the same amount of plays that you're like, yeah. okay, well, these people are like, they want to listen to it the day it comes out. I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, who
0: is, we haven't decided who's going first yet with the ships today.
1: No, we didn't really, <laughs> I guess. No. Um... I
0: don't know about yours, I don't think.
1: No, I don't no. think I even told you the name on mine, did I? Nope. I don't. Not remember. yet. What are you covering? Uh, mine is the USS Hornet.
0: Ooh. I don't know. Are both have of the SS? Does that mean anything, or does it just mean sailing? <laughs> that I should have asked my sister. She is in the name. Yeah.
1: She's probably gonna be so evolved that we don't know. <laughs>
0: I asked her at least one question while researching. But yeah, no, a... Oh, my God. I'll look it up.
1: Yeah. Okay, what's yours called again? The USS Hornet. There's been a number of them. But... It sounds like a ship or a...
0: Almost like it could be a plane or something, too. Oh, it... Uh, It's a big ship, by the looks of it. Okay. Yeah. This, This means...
1: Probably United States, sh- something.
0: No, but mine has an SS and it's not from the states. Oh. Uh, SS. Oh, it it means the vessel's mode of propulsion. SS is a screw steamer. MV is a motor vessel, or PS is a paddle steamer.
1: What's or a USS?
0: Our, probably United States screw shaver. I don't know. <laughs> That one might have the country in there, I'm guessing. Or RMS is Royal Mail Ship.
1: Hmm. What does US Oh, great. Thanks, Google. What does USS stand for in Star Trek? That's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, it just... Oh, oh it's boring. Okay. Sorry. USS just means United States Ship. <laughs> oh. Which is what okay, I said so the it probably... SS can vary Yeah, Yeah,
0: because it also says for SS Titanic means steamship. So, my steamship, screw steamer. Maybe they just took the screw out of there because that (laughs) sounded interesting. (laughs) They're like, well, we've already got enough words that are like semen and (laughs) (laughs) questionable. Oh my god. Alright, so what's... Okay, what's
1: the story of the hornet? Hold the USS Hornet. I just realized my ambiance lighting wasn't all on. I have flickering, flameless candles to put on. One second. <gasps> I have... Flickering? Yeah, they kind of, like, flicker. I have three of them I normally put on. Alright. So. <laughs> the USS Hornet. Um, I found off of, like, a list of haunted ships and the first yes. time I looked it up I couldn't find very much about it so I was planning to go with a different ship and then found out that that one had even less about it so I went back to this one mm. and managed to dig up some info that's
0: true I don't think a lot of them are super long unless you're counting like the theories and stuff
1: mm-hmm Um, Okay. So mine, I start off with history about, like, the ship itself. And then we go into some, like, a little bit about the hauntedness in general. And then I have, from a website I found, I have a couple of, like, ghost stories that were submitted by users of experiences they had on the ship. Ooh, cool. I like that. So... Uh, for the history part of like what the ship is all about it is stationed actually in alameda california and yeah so it's like open for tours and it's docked like permanently there
0: Um, wow i would like to go tour that
1: yeah (laughs) uh so the one specifically we're talking about was actually the eighth and final USS Hornet before the name was actually decommissioned.
0: Oh so they're not allowed to use it anymore.
1: Yeah they kind of retired it. Um, Ooh, they
0: do that with hockey jerseys sometimes when someone's yeah. really famous or whatever like Gretzky <laughs> like they, yeah. you can't use the number 99 anymore because of
1: him. Yeah uh, interesting. So the USS Hornet I don't know if this is all of them in general that's why looking this up was kind of confusing. Um, it might have been this one specifically, but, um, at least one of them was nicknamed the gray ghost, which was Mm. very fitting. (laughs) Uh, so the eighth USS Hornet was launched in 1943 and it actually set a number of naval records, uh, just through like different battles that I'll get into. And the ship was also the one that retrieved Apollo 11 and 12 crews out of the water once they had arrived back to Earth from the moon.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So. I was recently uh, watching, or listening, <laughs> I was looking at some list that was crazy twist endings and like, oh, you gotta love an ending where like. Something comes back down to Earth, whether it's a pod that contains a human, the last remaining yeah. human, or like an alien landing on Earth or whatever. Like they had the ending of that movie, Life. I think it might be with Jake Gyllenhaal. And like at the end, there's like yeah. two pods coming back to Earth, and one of them's supposed to go back to Earth with a human, the other's supposed to go out to space with the alien. But they like get mixed up. Spoiler alert, too late.
1: <laughs> I think I've seen that movie. I'm probably. I'm sure I did. It's from, like, 2017. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, just crazy. So, uh, the Navy divers that were on the Hornet, uh, actually aided the Apollo 11 crew, astronauts Neil Armstrong, Edwin Aldrin Jr., and michael collins uh they assisted them in like getting back to the hornet after the capsule had hit the water is edwin aldrin
0: buzz aldrin or no is that a different aldrin
1: it must be somebody else i think the first
0: name might be different yeah yeah
1: edwin e aldrin yeah
0: okay yeah i think i don't think it's the same guy
1: no uh, the apollo crew wearing containment su- were wearing containment suits because of the possibility of introducing alien bacteria and they mm. actually stepped out from the helicopter so i guess the helicopter like went out and kind of flew over the capsule they got went from the capsule into the helicopter and then the helicopter landed back on the hornet uh, um so-
0: sidebar it's totally buzz aldrin is it (laughs) edwin eugene aldrin jr (laughs) nicknames buzz aldrin
1: okay oh my god i'm a dumbass i didn't even
0: know (laughs) me neither it's american history we you know what the world knows a hell of a lot more about american history than americans know about uh, the world's history so i'm
1: just gonna say that hot take (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right <laughs> um, yeah so they stepped out from the helicopter and it's actually said like it's kind of cool that aboard the USS Hornet I guess is technically their first steps back on like uh, earth even though it was right. on a ship um so they yeah, actually exactly. have... it's not
0: soil but they're back yeah, yeah on, so they on have land. like
1: the footprints of the um path that they took because they after taking getting off the helicopter they waved there was like some pictures and stuff taken of them walking um on the deck of the ship and then they immediately went into quarantine
0: oh wow we all know about quarantine nowadays yeah
1: (laughs) they were kind of in like this pod aboard the ship for it almost kind of looked like a little, like, submarine kind of room. It had a bunch of chairs, windows, and stuff, but it was, like, completely sealed off, and it was in the ship. And they were in there for, like, 21 days, before, or, like, at least partial of a trip out of the 21-day quarantine they were supposed to be in.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a long time in a small little room.
1: Yeah. And That's, like, the
0: poor people that got trapped on cruise ships at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic.
1: Oh, my God. Mm. I would
0: go nuts. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't do that. Can Uh, you
0: imagine? No. You're you're just like (laughs) bouncing off the walls, (laughs) literally. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh,
0: Kudos uh, to those people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Another thing I thought was cool that um, President Nixon at the time was actually aboard the USS Hornet. And he welcomed the astronauts back to Earth. Like from the ship.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So was this again at the early seventies or sixty-nine or something? You said. I should know this. this uh, was Apollo, the Apollo mission. Yeah. So sixty-nine, I, know, yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: Um. So.
0: <laughs> but clearly, I know. I like I displayed earlier. I always know what I'm talking about when it comes to American history. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll double check. (laughs) That's why I don't even try. try. Um, Well,
0: to be honest, they talked about it in Outlander, and yes, it was July 24th, 1969, so I actually got the year right. (laughs) Ba-boom!
1: Congrats. Um, Shut up. (laughs) So, after this, the ship was restored, and since the year 1998, it has sit more, or it now sits moored near San Francisco and it operates as a maritime museum and is considered one of the most haunted ships open for tours in the world. Wow. Yeah. That's saying something. And it's pretty cool like they still have the quarant. as far as I could tell from pictures I found they have like the quarantine like capsule from the Apollo mission they have at least one of the like Apollo, like pods that you can like Ooh. look inside and everything. Yeah. Like That'd as part cool. of their tour on the ship. So that's pretty interesting.
0: Yes. Yeah. That'd be really neat. I'd like to get in a little pod. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I have some information, so this is more about the history. Uh, so the like structure of the ship, it's, a uh, pretty much like the top is a long flight deck. Um, so it was used for all like the airplanes and everything. So Right, it's an aircraft carrier. Yeah. Uh the Yeah, f- they got real flat
0: tops. <laughs>
1: yeah. The flight deck was eight hundred and ninety-four feet long and that's roughly the size of three football fields. And interestingly enough it was actually primarily built built by women, which was kinda Ooh. cool. Yeah. And that is really cool. The and the ship weighs about forty forty one thousand tons, so it's heavy.
0: She's thick. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you? See, oh yeah, you said what year it was. It was the. It was the sixties. Okay. No, that's really cool that women built it. That's really awesome.
1: Or this one, this one specifically was launched in nineteen forty three.
0: Oh, right. Okay, that's around the time of the Philadelphia Experiment. That reminds me of... Which had a ship involved, which we... I think I covered briefly when I covered Project Pegasus on Patreon.
1: Maybe. I don't remember.
0: (laughs) It's... Well, because there's so many project ones. It's really... (laughs) It's really hard. But basically there's one where the ship the the uss eldridge is supposed supposedly sent back in time during like a an experiment in the us in like 1943 and it like went to like the 80s for a few minutes or something and then like came back and then like some of the sail like it didn't come back all the right way like if it was harry no. potter you would say they got splinched because some of the people were like stuck in the walls supposedly and stuff like that
1: weird no I don't remember anything about that
0: it's it's weird like yeah we could we could probably do a like a deep dive on that one I like I said I don't think I I think I just touched on it maybe in Mm. another case
1: but the so the hornet has a uh a board has a full hospital there's three barber shops there was a tailor shop a cobbler shop and there were seven galleys
0: oh, okay cute... that's
1: kitchens <laughs> yeah uh there was a 3200 navy crew members serving aboard and then as well as a small group of marines were also assigned to the ship and, okay yeah from what information i found it said that some of the marines didn't like the assignment of working on the hornet because it was considered to be like pretty boring I guess. Oh, boohoo! Yeah,
0: <laughs> poor babies.
1: <laughs> uh, it said that the Hornet was capable of carrying up to three hundred torpedoes, and it regularly carried four forty planes aboard, as well as one point five million gallons of fuel for the ship engines, and then a separate nine hundred thousand gallons of fuel for the planes. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot of gas. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, like, tanks um, that held either the fuel or the oil that was to be used on for whatever purposes needed, uh, as they were drained, they could end up becoming, like, unbalanced and cause the ship to tip. So there was, like, gauges set up to monitor the level throughout all of these different tanks on the ship. And this was helped to move, like, balance the ship and keep it from tipping or anything and then keep, they were able to, like, move fuel from one tank to another to, like, keep this balanced. So they figured all that out. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of the
0: compartments at the bottom of the Titanic that they yeah. talked about.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they
0: didn't come all the way up to the top so they could flow over. That's... Interesting, though. Yeah.
1: I like this for the bringing it back for the fact it was primarily built by women. Um, in the USS Hornet's history, at least the 8th, it was attacked 59 times during its career, but it was actually, like, never hit directly, which is pretty cool. Well, one source said it was never hit, and then another source said that the Hornet... Also has the distinction of once being hit by a torpedo, which ended up just bouncing off of the hull and then failed to like detonate or cause any damage. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, sounds like a hornet, like a real <laughs> in real yeah. life something that just zips around. and You can't ever fucking hit it. <laughs> yeah, um, <sighs> but
1: this. i like be... to believe that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool though, cause well. I don't know. I mean, people still died, I guess, as a result of the Hornet because planes launched from it, ended up destroying uh, a reported 1,410 aircraft, as well as destroyed or damaged almost 1.3 million tons of enemy shipping. So. Well. Wow. Even though it didn't have any damage i guess it caused a lot of damage through a bunch of different wars
0: right i mean they're big ships aircraft carriers
1: it's huge um so earning service awards for excellence in battle the hornet earned nine battle stars for its service in world war ii and was awarded the presidential unit citation for its world war ii operations a distinction that only nine carriers have achieved.
0: Ooh, prestigious category.
1: (laughs) And after World War II, it was used in the Korean War and the Vietnam War. And it ended up supporting nearly every Pacific amphibious landing after March of 1944. And the Hornet famously shot down or I guess the planes from it, famously shot down 255 aircraft in one month and had shot down 72 aircraft in one day during World War II.
0: 70? Wow.
1: Yeah. That's a shit ton. Yeah. Its <laughs> reputation as a warrior in the history of the U.S. Navy is punctuated by the distinction of scoring the critical first hits in the sinking of the super battleship... Yamatau? How is that pronounced?
0: Maybe. But um, it sounds Japanese. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. So this ship had been declared by the Japanese as like completely unsinkable. So they hit it first. And Never
0: declare your sink unsink. Sh- your sink. <laughs> Never
1: declare your ship unsinkable, dumbass. Right? <laughs> uh, history has told us oh. that time and time again.
0: Oh my god, Unsinkable Ships. I f- feel like that could be an episode. I Probably. have heard really cool conspiracy theories about the Titanic and whether or not it was really actually the Titanic that sunk. Oh. Um, please. Because there were sister ships and stuff in those days. Yeah. you might have heard of. Like that one had sister ships and stuff. So... In my mind, it's actually not that uh, Im- like unreasonable, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah,
1: we could we could do more ships. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> For the hauntings are starting in it. Um, it's not really surprising people consider this one haunted because a lot of stuff, I guess, has happened in its history. Oh really? Yeah, even going back to like the total um like all the hornets combined is probably insane um because this is the eighth one we're talking about but the first one was uh or the first ship named the USS Hornet uh dated back to 1775 Ooh, yeah it's old and the eighth one and final one had a 27-year wartime use that had reports of over 300 deaths, like, in total of that ship.
0: Wow, 300 people died on board.
1: I'd assume so. Yeah, over the
0: years. Yeah. Yeah,
1: over the 27 years, I guess. And there was a, like, string of grisly accidents and other tragedies that occurred, so there was an accident involving flight arrest cables and Ooh, yeah, cables. So, yeah, these snapped at some point and ended up decapitating three men who were like on the flight deck. Oh uh, my god. Final Destination
0: 1. Yeah. Final Destination the prequel. <laughs> right. Final Destination -1 minus -3 oh <laughs> too soon
1: no um <laughs> uh god in, i love those movies <laughs> i think i've only ever seen a couple of them but yeah they're oh good.
0: the way the fifth one or the last one like ties back to the first one it's really quite a nice yeah twist
1: yeah you probably wouldn't be surprised but there's been some like aircraft related things happening on the flight deck such as people that were sucked into air intakes or blown off by blown off the deck by aircraft exhaust you know it wouldn't be
0: my first guess of top deaths on a ship but when it's an aircraft carrier you're right
1: that just makes sense um or even (laughs) or even being killed by aircraft weapons exploding um, and, yeah, this is full, like, Final Destination shit. Uh, people have died <laughs> from being sucked into the aircraft spinning props. Oh,
0: right into the propeller blades. Yeah. just Yep, yeah, that'll cut you in half.
1: Just chum right on the flight deck.
0: Just, that definitely it. happens in Final Destination, just so you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, some crazy <laughs> stuff has happened. Some sad stuff has happened as well, um, or I guess it's all sad. Um, <laughs> this one just seems yeah, that I guess, stuff's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess this just seems extra unfortunate. Um, but it is worth yeah. mentioning that in 2007, there was a museum volunteer, um, and he actually committed suicide on board the ship um, in the middle of the day. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, he was found in the engine room by a fellow volunteer, um, and this gentleman's name was Edward Vila Third, and he was actually a volunteer, like, electrician working aboard the ship. And, okay. Yeah, he was found hanging, like, he had hung himself in the engine room, and he had been last seen in the morning of the same day. Uh, just a few hours before his body was found around 2 p.m. Um, so they're, like, not out at sea at this point? They're docked, do we know? It's been permanently docked and operating as this museum since, the like, 1994, I think I said.
0: Right, so this guy's not just, like...
1: 98.
0: I don't know. I don't know. It's not because he's been out at sea too no. long. That's not a factor in the suicide. No. Okay.
1: Um, so the thing that I found, or I guess a few of the sources I found that talked about Edward's suicide did say that, well, like, the engine room is, it was kind of strange that he did it in the morning because they were giving tours, and that room is one of the rooms, like, part of the tours, but it is said that, like, nobody saw his body before another volunteer found it which is good, I guess. Jesus. Um, you yeah. and your finding bodies in your
0: um, <laughs> cases. Yeah. No. Oh, that's horrible, though, hey? um,
1: So they're in, like, what information was put out to the public. They, nothing said whether there he had left a note or if there had been any, like, indications of him thinking of killing himself. And they didn't really even notify the public if he had like any family like his parents kids a spouse nothing so hmm. we don't know about you just kind of kept that. it quiet yeah but he was like on the ship for the volunteers he was one of about 150 people who were volunteering on the ship um so they kind of hold different positions some of them act as teachers or lecturers who kind of I assume go through these tours and stuff with the public Um, so they teach you about the ship and uh, some of them work as the painters and electricians as Edward was and some of them help restore like mechanical parts of the ship to kind of keep it at least semi-operational so they keep it in like good condition I guess right
0: yeah there would be quite a bit that would go into that not just the the tour guides and stuff
1: yeah so these people are like volunteering so that's what he was doing on the ship he wasn't being paid or anything there he is working as a volunteer but some of the still creepy like yeah it's unfortunate (laughs)
0: right but like i've volunteered at a a historical settlement and like yeah i was still there all day and like you know what i mean it's still like you still feel like you're like a worker there and yeah it would still be fucking creepy to find someone there actually dead um <laughs> one time my mom just stuffed up some some clothes and put them in one of the houses that was oh supposed to be said to be
1: haunted just to scare her co-workers a little but it wasn't a real dead person <laughs> No, but that would still, oh, even just for a second, you're thinking. Yeah, Ooh. it
0: just looked like a terrible like scarecrow, you know. It's just like a bunch of lumpy like bed clothes and a dress and like a a flat little bonnet or something. I don't oh,
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So getting into like the actual hauntings here, um, staff and visitors have claimed to experience many supernatural phenomena aboard the ship uh they've retort this is kind of just like a quick run through before i get to like the specific stories i guess um yeah there's been lights turning on and off there's reports of vanishing bloodstains that appear and disappear vanishing
0: bloodstains yeah weird
1: uh there's been apparitions and objects that are reported to move by themselves people have reported the feelings of being touched or even pushed when no one is around photographs taken inside the infirmary aboard the ship often show a shadowy figure lying in different beds i guess it moves around and oh, like goldilocks <laughs> yeah i don't like this uh... <laughs> it's too soft <laughs> yeah Uh, photographs have been taken of a uniformed man tied to a chair that when the picture was taken, like, by the person with the naked eye, that person, that, like, man wasn't there. It was only when they, like, developed the pictures that they saw him. Ew. Yeah. I kind of miss, miss that,
0: like, with the, the way you have pictures you can see immediately now. Yeah. Like, it's somehow not as creepy as you like look at it afterwards and it's all developed and then something's there
1: like a month later oh yeah so creepy (laughs) Uh,
0: unless you just throw them out like Erin from the office when she's like disposable cameras they're fun but we'll never get to see these pictures again
1: (laughs) just chucks them away (laughs) uh, Yeah, that sounds about right whenever like the film would get exposed and then you couldn't develop the pictures I was like damn it What even were that, what's even that camera from? Oh, yeah,
0: like, if you find one. But no, you, like, she just didn't understand them in that scene. And she was just like, you just
1: take a bunch of pictures and then you just throw them away. Disposable. You're like, you get it, but not quite.
0: You tried, honey.
1: (laughs) Uh, People have also reported hearing voices of men talking as well as footsteps and even, like, hatches and doors slamming shut. Yeah. So the museum itself offers kind of like a one hour long paranormal investigation tour. And they offer a separate package which even allows you to spend the night like sleeping on the ship. Your extra creepiness.
0: Would you do that?
1: I don't think I could with some of the stories I'm about to tell you.
0: Oh, my God. Because some of yeah. it's from people
1: who slept there, and I'm like, no, thanks.
0: Yeah, I wonder, because there's something that's just so creepy about a ship. Hotels yeah. are creepy. Ships, somehow, I would argue, even creepier. Yeah. You're just more isolated, because you're usually out on the water, and, like...
1: Yeah. Uh okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so these, like, they were listed as ghost stories. Um, the list I found them from was eastbaytimes.com. Um, so I just copied them. They had them, like, named and stuff, but I think they got them from a separate police site. I don't think these were, like, submitted to them.
0: So oh, I'm not okay. sure what the
1: original sources were, but these what I had found compiled from eastbaytimes.com. So the first one it they titled was the dress whites ghost. Um so this one's actually really really common that people see it's a ghost that's wearing like the ceremonial like dress whites uniform. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. like the the cliche like all white I'm in the navy costume. Um <laughs> well that I was just yeah, maybe I think that was more of the times. Yeah.
0: Cause I literally have never seen people in the white ones nowadays. They do all seem to be darker colours like navy or black or whatever. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah, no, I can totally picture what you're saying though, yeah. Yeah, like a little sailor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so <laughs> Maybe there's... they got
0: a little like um red, you know, like ascot or scarf or whatever. <laughs> Probably
1: little cap (laughs) um so this story was attributed to somebody named bob e um oh yeah so thanks bob
0: (laughs) bob yeah
1: uh so it says quote i was volunteering on the uss hornet with a group of my fellow u.s coast guardsmen we were painting a compartment and a few of us were wearing white tyvek paper suits um okay so it was probably just familiar. like to protect your clothing i guess and right our paint was starting to run low i went off in search of the hornet worker who was supplying our paint and i got lost in the process as i wandered the passageways i came off and then a bracket side passage onto the starboard main passageway that was one deck below the hangar deck I saw what I thought was one of my co workers stepping off the main hall onto a side passage about twenty five feet from me or twenty five feet away from me. I called out to him but he kept walking, and when I got to the hall he stepped into, there was a chain blocking the entrance, and it was an empty compartment. Needless to say I was confused, but I kept walking and eventually found my way back to the room we were painting. When I saw the co-worker I thought I had seen earlier, I mentioned to him that I called to him in the passageway, but he told me that he hadn't left the room for about an hour. Oh, no. Yeah. Later, when I mentioned this to the Hornet employees, one lady said that I had seen, quote, the Dress White's ghost, uh, apparently an apparition of a sailor wearing his Dress White uniform. And just, he probably just looked
0: like the other guy's friend.
1: Yeah. Because he, well, I guess, yeah, he'd be wearing, like, that white painting uniform. So that makes sense.
0: Yeah, you could easily mistake your buddy if they had similar, like, features or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Creepy. So,
1: the next one uh, was titled Ignored by Officer, and it was submitted by a Kathleen. This one says, my husband and I went with my aunt to tour the USS Hornet. At the end of the day, when the tours were closing down, my husband dragged me into a section of the ship that was obviously not open to tourists.
0: Goddamn husbands. (laughs) What the fuck, buddy?
1: (laughs) Uh, The hallways were dark. The side rooms had had bed frames tossed into them. Debris was strewn all over like a trash heap. I was getting nervous we would either get lost or get into trouble for being in a section that was closed. Suddenly, a full-uniformed officer came from around the corner. I knew for sure we were in trouble, but he walked right past us. He never made eye contact, no acknowledgement of our presence whatsoever uh he then turned into one of the rooms about 10 feet ahead we followed behind him and when passing the room he went into again piled high with bed frames and whatnot he was gone i told my husband we had to get out of there just then my camera crashed onto the or crashed to the floor and the camera had came apart from like its neck strap and it says i have owned this camera for eight years never before and never since has the camera ever come off the strap i think back now and think what set off the alarms was the lack of air movement as he walked by and then no acknowledgement we were even there i truly believe we saw a ghost i feel like it's probably the same like dress whites officer maybe
0: yeah that would probably stand to reason
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: just hanging around.
1: Yeah, he seems to be, like, the most common one that people talk about as the dress whites. Um, so he doesn't seem
0: super, like, malevolent or mean?
1: No, but. none of these, like, from what I found, none of these, like, are malicious or hurting people or, like, doing much. So. I love a friendly ghost. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Casper, the friendly note. That's <laughs> nice though.
1: Yeah. The next one's titled Cryptic Comment by Julia. It says
0: Julia Gulia. Yeah. Sorry,
1: the wedding singer. <laughs> uh I was on a sleepover along with my with a friend, her mom, and my mom. I thought it would be normal. I was wrong. <laughs>
0: Famous last words.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I had just turned out my reading light and I was on the third bunk because they had them kind of stacked into like towers, I guess. So there'd be like three and there wasn't much room in between the like Mm. layers of them. Um, So she was on the third bunk. My friend was sleeping beside me, but nobody was under me. I tried to go to sleep when I felt three pushes below me like I was being woken up. So I got up, I looked around, and saw a white light in the corner and saw two sailor ghosts. And one said Ooh. to the other, quote, watch that one. Uh, first I pinched myself and it hurt. Unfortunately, I was the only one awake so nobody else saw. That's creepy. Oh, shit. Cute. That would
0: have to be annoying.
1: You're like, come on! Somebody else just fucking wake up! <laughs> yeah. Ugh especially like the pictures of these bunks that you'd be sleeping in and it's essentially like almost like a hammock but it's like a sheet so they are kind of just like so oh, like imagine yes. getting you'd feel like if you got pushed from that it's not we're not talking like through a mattress or like cot or anything it's like a piece of right. fabric that's hanging you so you would feel a push through that
0: Oh, yeah, 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 because that was common for that, like, your bed on a ship to just be a hammock because, Mm -hmm. I mean, they couldn't afford to have friggin' mattresses. Like, not that they had mattresses back in the 1700s other than straw ones. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just easier to have a a hammock that's going to sway with the ship and whatever, and you can fit more men in there more easily. Oh, yeah, it was totally common to have a hammock
1: um the next one's really really short this was it just says passing comment by a Bo m it said Mm -hmm. dad was lying in his rack i assume this is like people that were sleeping over again uh dad was right
0: because you can still sleep over yeah
1: uh dad was lying in his rack and a guy walked up and told him i quote i used to sleep here and walked away never saw him after that oh no no thanks <gasps> hard pass fuck
0: no no yeah. yeah that's a hard no oh my god
1: um
0: and then he just left like
1: yeah goodbye okay, have a good sleep thanks <laughs> um don't let the ghost bed bugs bite i guess i don't know yeah he didn't say that he wanted the bed
0: back or anything (laughs) he was just like just so you know that used to be
1: mine bye (laughs) the only thing worse would be like i died in this bed okay bye (laughs) Right.
0: it's the only thing worse Everybody had, oh, I was going to say scurvy, but no, something. There was a lot of deadly diseases. Oh, yeah. Oh, typhoid Um, something.
1: (laughs) The last one is entitled Weird Camera Troubles, and it was submitted by an anonymous or an unknown person. It says, I went to the USS Hornet with a couple of my friends. We wanted to see if we could find any ghosts, so we took a video camera. My camera was fully charged when we went in to the place where they did surgery. My camera all of a sudden shut off and said, low battery, powering off. I thought that was odd. Me and my friends felt cold air going past us, and we were scared out of our minds, so we ran to the flight deck and tried to turn on my camera. It was once again fully charged and running normal. Of course. Yeah, always. (laughs) Uh, when I was watching the tape, I slowed it down before the part where the camera turned off, and I could see a white, I could see a light white figure in the corner, but when I was in the room at the time, I had seen nothing.
0: Mmm. Creepy.
1: Yeah. Isn't that gross? I don't like it.
0: Yeah. I don't like the ones where you're like, and then afterwards, it was
1: right behind me, and I didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. But... (laughs) No. Yeah. So that's oh what I have on the or that's what I managed to find on the USS Hornet. So I found a few stories. Wow. But yeah, it seems pretty interesting. It's kinda it cool. Does.
0: And I and I feel like it's one that we I should have known somehow. Right? Because like I said or I think I said that the even the name sounded familiar, the yeah. USS Hornet. It just sounds you know, like a famous um vessel I should have... I already knew about a little bit, but obviously not... not at all. Yeah. (laughs) Not the full story.
1: No. Yeah, I wish I had been able to find, like, a bit more about the hauntings and stuff, but that was really all I could find, but... That could be the
0: hardest part of the research, I find. You know, especially... If 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 you see that like no other podcast has covered it, and you just have like maybe articles, <laughs> you know, no video or audio options, you're like, oh, maybe there's not a
1: lot to this case, and yeah. I really am gonna have to dig. <laughs> That's why I was happy I found like the stories from the yes. one site, cause
0: i know i love the little personal accounts like that's so fun i love you get like some history and then if you can find some like personal stories it's just like like the perfect way to tie it off i think yeah that was really good Mm -hmm. thank you the hornet yeah never i never expected that i thought i knew some ships but i didn't i didn't think you'd pick that one
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I almost didn't even the second time after I researched it because I was having a hard time finding anything about, like, the ghosts or anything on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it could be difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: We'll be right back and then we'll do your ghost ship
0: after these messages. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, today I brought us a ghost ship that you may or may not have heard of, because um, I know there's been one or two podcasts about it. I heard it on uh, the drinking the Kool-Aid that I listened to, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and it is the ghost ship, the SS Urong Madan.
1: Yeah, I no. hadn't heard of it i didn't look it up because i knew you were you told me you were doing it so i avoided it yeah i don't think it's as
0: famous as say the queen mary or something else that's haunted but i think it's a good mystery i Mm -hmm. love a good mystery (laughs) And the mystery starts with the year it actually happened in. Um, it happened in the 40s. That much we seem to know for sure. But as to the actual year, depending on the newspaper report, it was first reported in about 1940. And additional reports ran to like 1947, 1948.
1: So I'll just say it happened in the 40s. <laughs> sure.
0: It did. So, <laughs> I think that much we can claim to quote-unquote no. <laughs> but, yeah, this one's, yeah, this one's pretty mysterious. Um, she was probably a Dutch ship. Uh, again, it's mysterious, so.
1: <laughs> so mysterious.
0: Well, we'll get to it, but it, it may have been Dutch. Uh, And passing through, it definitely was passing through the Strait of Malacca, which lies between Malaysia and the Indonesian island of Sumatra. So, that seems to be definitely agreed upon as, like, where it was found. Okay. All of a sudden, a distress call is sent out from the SS Urang Madan, asking for help. It said, quote, all officers including Captain Dead, lying in a chart room and on bridge, probably whole crew dead unquote, followed by a frenzy of Morse code which was either too fast or too unclear to make out.
1: Oh my God. Sounds serious. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. dun, dun. <laughs> Premise. Um <laughs> And then an Italian officer, supposedly, a lot about this case is just, you know, not 100% confirmed, you know, (laughs) but an Italian officer whose ship was probably named the Silver Star heard the SOS call and he and his crew made their way toward the signal. Um, It reportedly took them about a day to arrive at the location of the imperiled ship. But it was dead in the water. So completely still, it was not moving and just listing to one side slightly. So maybe starting to take on some water. I don't know.
1: Mm -hmm. That'd be creepy, I think, to see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I do think a ghost ship is creepy. I have heard that the movie Ghost Ship is not that great. (laughs) But... (laughs) I do know there's one I watched, I don't think it was actually called Ghost Ship, but it was like, um, basically a ghost ship type scenario where these kind of boaters were on a smaller boat and they get to a bigger ship and then there's like a, it's almost like they're caught in a bit of a time loop. If you, oh. if you've seen it, like you would know the one I'm talking about. Cause it's like, they get on the, sh- oops, they get on the ship and then like, kind of try and get off it and then realize that they're caught in this time loop now on the ship and that one I thought was really good but
1: no I don't like I've heard of anything like that
0: oh that one I'll have to ask Pat what it's called I'm so sorry I hate it when people do that where they're like oh yeah yeah you know that one and (laughs) everyone's like no (laughs) but um It'll be in our collection, so I'll I'll confirm the name of that one. But it, that one was pretty good. I, I love a good time loop, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I like yeah.
1: time loop ones.
0: They can be interesting. I don't know. It can just be a way to have a really good twist sometimes, even.
1: There's, like, these two brothers that have made, like, a trilogy of time loop movies. And... Oh, really? Yeah, the first... And it's cool because all three of them are actually, like, connected, I guess it ended up being. The movies. Yeah. So, like, the first know. one they released is, like, a guy. Ga- I, I can't remember if I had told you about it before. I might have when we talked about the time travel or something.
0: <laughs> yes, we've had several. And, I yeah, we've talked about several time travel movies and whatnot.
1: Yeah, because the, the, well, they made this movie about a guy who's trying to get, like, his friend. He's, I think, either an alcoholic or, like, an addict, like, addicted to drugs or something. He's pretty much trying Mm -hmm. to plan, like, an intervention. So he shows up to where this guy lives in, like, the woods, and he pretty much, like, handcuffs him to, like, the plumbing in the rundown cabin he's, like, squatting in. And then is like, I'm forcing you oh. to go, like, through, I guess, becoming clean, and I'm going to leave you handcuffed here, and I'm going to provide you food and water, but like, I'm going to get you clean, or this is it, and I'll never see you again, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, sounds sort of familiar. I wonder if I haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then at the end, they figure out they're, like, in, like, a weird time loop, And then in the second movie in the trilogy, there's, like, a separate time loop involved that has a, where, like, the two brothers who are actually, like, the director and producer of the movie, they star in it, and they go back to a cult that they escaped as kids, or, like, teenagers or something, and they find out that the cult is, like, the land that the cult operates out of has a bunch of time pockets, and they get stuck in the time pocket of being stuck back (sighs) in the cult. And oh, in that's one of so the interesting. Yeah, and in one of the time pockets on the land that the cults part of is the first movie. So like in the second movie, you watch them witnessing the first movie as like mm. outsiders because it's a time pocket. And okay, what was the third movie? The third movie was like pretty different, and but it had to do with like that's, a time pocket oh. thing too. Right. No,
0: but that, that reminds me of the one I just referenced, um, the Final Destination, uh, fifth one, um, just because it, it ties back to the first one in such a way. Sounds similar. Yeah,
1: Yeah. the fifth one, I, Final Destination, I think is probably maybe the only one I've seen.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, when... (laughs) Uh, we've been, like, watching some things lately, like, with Rain, um, during the pandemic and stuff like that. Like, she's 14 now, and, you know, she can definitely not only watch PG-13 movies and stuff with us now, but, like, really appreciate the humor of them, too. Yeah. (laughs) And stuff, like, yeah. So, so we, we rewatched The Final Destination, but we, I think, skipped, like, two and three or maybe there's there's like one in the middle like that's people are like ah that one's just the race car one or whatever <laughs> nobody really re watches it Jeez. <laughs> but well i mean i think once you get up to five it's like the saw franchise like yeah. the first saw was, was so good. epic with that ending but then it's yeah. like it's really hard to recreate that yeah i think so yeah, but no, they're they're definitely they're good. They're worth watching, and I I enjoyed watching. Like we're enjoying watching things with Rain now that, um, she can watch those movies with us and get everything. Yeah, <laughs> get all the jokes. As uncomfortable as that is, when she understands a sex joke, and you're like,
1: ah, uh, you're fourteen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you can't really escape it. If your kid is online. Oh, on, no, not at all. If your kid is online, your kid knows a lot more than you think they do.
0: Right. Definitely different era than when we grew up and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But at the same time. Y- yeah. Better that than uh, <laughs> someone sheltered like a preacher's daughter.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's how... It Her... hurt yeah, that's way worse. I think I I agree with that. <laughs> Can be bad. Mhm.
0: Shit. Okay. Um Okay. So the Orang put out its SOS call and then this other ship is trying to respond. Um they've called out via loudspeaker when they got close to them, but they got no response. So they did board the ship, and they were able to, and once aboard, they did uh, find bodies. So it seemed like, yeah, okay, makes sense. They were calling for an SOS. Um, Yeah. Apparently, these bodies were ghastly to look upon, having been found with, quote, teeth bared with their upturned faces to the sun, staring as if in fear. Ew. Yeah. Little bit creepy, and all the crew they found were apparently dead, including the radio operator who had presumably sent the SOS message, still sitting in the chair next to the radio, and even the one dog that had been on board was also dead. So everybody,
1: wow, that's insane! Yeah, that reminds yeah, me, sir. Be. Of yeah. The the one ship I was almost gonna do until I couldn't find anything about it and I went back to the Hornet. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a ship that was frozen in ice, and they found the entire crew <gasps> had disappeared like thirteen years before, and they were found a hundred percent frozen and like mummified frozen. And the one guy was, like, sitting at the radio desk with, like, his pen in his hand while he was, like, mid-writing, and he had froze like that. That's creepy!
0: Yeah. That sounds slightly familiar! Oh my god, yeah. If I didn't just say that already at the beginning of the episode, I feel like we could do another ship one, because you can get some creepy ship mysteries.
1: Yeah, that one was more, like, ghost ship, because... I guess after they left, they, like, it was just kind of floating and then nobody wanted, no country wanted to, like, own up and deal with it. So, they just left it floating like that for, like, fucking another, like, ten years until it, like, sank or some shit.
0: It's like, oh Oh. my god! The ship sank? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, maritime law is crazy as fuck.
1: <laughs> but it was gross because they're like, yeah, like there was somebody like sitting upright in a chair frozen with like their pen in their hand mid-sentence and the, like their yeah. notebook and then people were found like frozen <gasps> in their beds and everything. Yes! You ever heard about ones where they like abandoned lighthouse? light?
0: I think oh, even yeah. one of those was recently made into a creepy movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then like shit's just totally left almost untouched we could do a creepy lighthouse
1: um, yeah
0: mysterious yeah disappearances episode but no there was one recently yeah like i said it's made into a movie with like robert pattinson that was just a weird ass movie
1: did you watch it yes it's weird I'm sorry. I thought sorry. it was based on a real case, though. I don't think so. It involved him imagining having sex with a mermaid, and then him and William <laughs> Defoe get really, really angry at each other. Well, and... Could, that could be much... a siren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, it was weird. Was it? Okay. I have not seen it, so I wasn't sure. 90% of I... the reason I watched it was for the cinematography, because it was in black and white, and everything looked like mm. it was gonna, like, look pretty cool. And everything, yeah, I was yeah. like, I didn't watch it for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, uh... Staring in fear. Okay. Oh, yeah, so they even found the dog on board.
1: That's sad. Um,
0: The doggy, it's always sad. And then also, according to some reports, the bodies had twisted postures and sort of contorted or terrible expressions on their faces. So that was another strange factor that people were like, what caused their deaths when it doesn't seem like there's any outward injury? Yeah. So the crew of the Silver Star, having found no one alive on board the uh, Orang Madan, decided to tow the ship back with them. As they were attaching some tow lines, they smelled smoke and saw a fire starting to burn in one of the smokestacks. Um, What? Yeah. It is weird because there was no one apparently on the boat and... Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's... although it says it was in one of the smokestacks and that might sound like it's supposed to be there. It sounds like it was definitely a fire that they were like, this is not supposed to be happening. We need to get out of here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It just suddenly starts and everybody's already dead. And you're like, who the fuck started the fire?
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) You didn't start the fire. (laughs) Exactly. get out oh
0: my god i love that one it's always burning it wasn't always Um, it wasn't
1: burning when we got on the ship (laughs) anyway okay
0: yeah (laughs) but it was a good thing that they did debark the urang madan because just as they got back onto their own vessel an explosion sounded from the madan and after that, in total, four blasts went off in quick succession and eventually blasted the ship into smithereens.
1: What? That's weird. Yeah.
0: So it burned and sank into the sea.
1: Wow. Like, right. Well. That's after crazy. They, for- <laughs> like, just got to it. And then... Like, right. Yeah. And no one's alive.
0: It's not known what's going on in the ship and then they see a fire and leave and then it explodes basically especially
1: because it took them like more or like about a day to get there so it's not like this is happening in quick succession like this is hours and hours right exactly
0: yeah for most or at least some of the reports I read it it took them some time exactly weird Another strange factor was the ship's secrecy um, in its sailing. Because there was no official records of the Orang Madan. Either its initial sailing or the incident that was described. You know, where they found it and it blew up. <laughs> yeah. You'd think that would be written about, but...
1: <laughs> it, <dang laughs> it didn't seem up. like.
0: Yeah. So
1: there didn't seem
0: to be any actual official reports of this ship. All ships that had to be registered with Lloyd's shipping, the official registrar, that dates back to the 1700s. Um, but this one didn't appear in the registrar at all, for some reason. Hmm. This is the black bar. I know. <laughs> Johnny Depp was on it. Ooh, I yeah. do love those movies. I do. <gasps> They're so I do too. Good. I love Johnny Depp and... I'm on his side. I don't know if it's all the videos Pat's made me watch, but I don't think that he was violent towards Amber Heard because he wasn't violent towards any of his other partners. And, like, it just seems like, you know what I mean? Like they had a volatile relationship and then it got yeah. blown out of proportion. Anyway. Yeah. I'm not here to have the hot take on <laughs> Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. But there it is. So, oh yeah, this is cool. Like, that registrar dates back to the 1700s. All the ships had to be registered on it. You know, I don't know about all the cargo, but all the people that transported and immigrated by ship had to be enlisted on the registrars. Wow. Um. Yeah, it's how some people in the Outlander series, people found each other through time. They were looking for their names on the ships, if they can find them. Oh, okay. And... <laughs> and nowadays some of them have been uploaded online and like obviously it's been switched to online so the the registrar exists still today. So the vessel's name translates to Man from Madan and Madan is the capital city of the New- North Sumatran Island. Um, I wrote like the... The history guy, the history channel, um, <laughs> you know, the history channel, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, narrator. <laughs> yeah. If you ever watched Oak Island or ancient aliens, uh, it's, I think his name is Robert Clothworthy, but it's like, this is, this is how I pictured someone saying this was in his voice. Could it be that it was simply registered to Sumatra, Indonesia? <laughs> Some think so, but others say it's a Dutch ship. The area it was found in was then known as the Dutch East Indies. (laughs) And that's, so that's like, it was found near Malaysia, Indonesia, but at the time it was known as the Dutch East Indies. So I guess that's maybe why people thought it, or called it a Dutch ship, was my understanding anyway. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, so there's been some some investigation and theories into this reports. So, Professor Theodor Seisdorfer could probably be called an expert on the Orang Madan, having studied the mystery for over 50 years now. Wow. That's I know, he's really into it. <laughs> he cites a German booklet called The Death Ship of the South Seas, or... Das Tolenschiffen der Sudsi, which wrote that the cargo hold of the SS Urang Madan was probably filled with potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin. That
1: Do you know doesn't sound are? good. No, no. <laughs> I know cyanide and nitroglycerin. <laughs> right? I know,
0: I'm like, I'm familiar with the word cyanide. I know that's poisonous. And nitroglycerin, I know that's... Explosive, but we'll get into it in a little bit. Um, if this is true, this could explain why A, the explosion might have occurred, and B, why there weren't any records of the ship or the incident. So I kinda think that could be plausible if it was carrying something meant for one side of a conflict or another and it's a oh, dangerous yeah. material, they wouldn't want it known. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of plausible. So, if a leak happened or the chemicals mixed, that could definitely cause an explosion and nitroglycerin is highly unstable. So, basically the slightest jolt can set it off if not properly contained, which reminded me of a scene in Lost, which I know you've watched Lost. Yes. But they go and they have to they find some TNT in basically in the jungle i think it might be in a ship in the jungle but like that's because lost really doesn't fucking make sense (laughs) (laughs) just kind of like our own history sometimes doesn't um (laughs) but oh my god i ended up like watching the scene again because i was like i remember that that was insane the tnt is like you know sitting in the jungle And as the scientist character Ernst points out, it's been sweating nitroglycerin for God knows how long, which makes it super unstable, way more unstable than they could probably have picked it up if it was new TNT or dynamite sticks or whatever. They probably could have like thrown it around. I don't know. But because it's been there so long and it's sweating this nitroglycerin, which is really unstable. he's like, guys, like... (laughs) Oh my God, I I was going to queue up the YouTube clip because he's like, you know, like, you can't, what are you doing? You cannot touch this. It's so volatile. Like, do you know what the first person did that like encountered um, TNT or whatever? He's like, and he's like grabbing the TNT and he's like, Kate you you give me your shirt and he's like he wants to wrap it and like try oh and God. make it more stable and she's like oh okay and he's like because just the slightest movement you don't 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 move and he's like freaking out right and then he's like just the slightest movement can set it off and he's like doing this whole speech and you're like okay man we get it and then like at the end of his speech as he's saying one thing he like gestures to wildly where he's like Dynamite and his hand goes up and then it just completely poof, remember and he just like
1: I think I remember up.
0: that. Pieces of Ernst
1: everywhere. <laughs>
0: And They're like, oh shit, nope. I guess we're good. Yep, that's that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. I'm like, you told that whole speech, and then you're just gonna go and gesture wildly with it in your hand after you were like, don't fucking move, don't touch this,
1: right? You dumbass. Uh, yeah, it's been a long it... time since I watched Lost. re rewatching that scene just on YouTube, I was like, oh my
0: god, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then Hurley's like. Jack's like, what? He's like, oh, uh, you got a bit of Arnst on you, man.
1: <laughs> that sounds like early.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I know. It's terrible. Um, yeah. So that could have been the case. They could have been carrying <laughs> highly sensitive materials on the Urang Madan. Um, it was Likely in the 40s, as we mentioned, Uh, not an exact date, but yeah, World War II is going on. You got all that. Then after, after that kind of comes to a head, then you've got, you know, Cold War tensions and stuff. So definitely some shit going on. Some people speculate that pirates could have boarded. And the argument against that is perhaps, but there were no real injuries to any of the bodies that they found. So it seems unlikely.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure pirates boarding your ship wouldn't cause you to die of fear or, like, look like that.
0: None of the rest of that matches up to that theory, no.
1: (laughs) It just makes me think of that Supernatural episode when (laughs) Dean is, like, super afraid of everything and that little tiny dog is, like, chasing him. I think right at the end of the episode, it's like, yup, yep, 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 at him. And he's like, there's a ferocious dog chasing (laughs) me! Yeah, he has something like a, I think they
0: call it like a ghost sickness or something, and then he's like, yeah, he just ends up being like, like a little kid, like super afraid of the dark and all these little things.
1: You're like, you're supposed to be like a demon hunter, like what the fuck? And I'm pretty sure it's that episode where, um... That meme of them opening the locker and a cat jumping out, and he does the really, really, really <laughs> high pitched scream. And then at the end, he goes, yes. Oh boy, that was ah! scary! <laughs> yeah, um, Jensen Ackles from
0: Supernatural is like you know, kind of underrated as a, a comedic actor. Yeah. He's hilarious, yeah. he's so yeah, he's really funny.
1: Good. If you've watched he's any had to play of the behind-the-scenes of Supernatural, you know how funny scenes... that whole crew is.
0: Scared of ghosts, he's had to play a dog. He's had to play an old guy. Like, he's had to play, like, all these different, like, versions of himself that just end up being hilarious.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, when he's, like, inhabited by, like, a dog. I don't know if it's a dog spirit or whatever, but he's, like, a dog, and he's, like, the oh, postman. Yeah. He's like, You! You! it's just
1: like it's so great i remember that yeah
0: (laughs) also i saw a clip of him on instagram today where he was on a road trip with his family and carry on my wayward son started playing which is like you know the theme song and he was singing it and he was like guys i didn't plan this also it looked like he was driving like a jumbo jet i was like what the fuck is that rv you look like you're driving a a regular SUV, and then he, like, like who probably his wife, you know, was filming him. Pants to the back, and it looks like a fucking motorhome. I'm like, what the fuck are you driving? Oh, my gosh. It was yeah. Huge. All right. So, it could have been pirates. You know, it's always pirates. Yeah. But also, one lifeboat was missing from the ship. That was interesting.
1: Oh, okay. So, maybe somebody got away. Or it something. Could have been.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like that movie Life. Especially though, because um, some report reports said that all were dead, but there was no definitive um, number of people that were supposed to be on the boat.
1: Yeah, you got no um, records and nothing.
0: Yeah, so it's hard to say who was missing or not. That's the thing. Um, One report by the Associated Press, press, (laughs) published in the Yorkshire Post, pointed out that the number of bodies seemed pretty low for the size of ship that it was. The report said that they found about 12 bodies, but had expected to find about 40 for a ship of that size. And most things I did read, I think said about 12, although I think I came across one or two reports that said there was maybe like 20-ish bodies. But again, it's yeah. not clear. Um, the first accounts of the ship to appear in North American media was a write-up in the San Francisco Examiner by a man named Wyn Brooks. He claimed the Orang Madon was a 40-year-old cargo ship weighing 5,000 tons. He also pointed out about the name, which means man of madon man of madon <laughs> in malaysian that it is, but that it is also considered unlucky for a ship to be named after a man <laughs> oh okay so maybe we should have called it woman of Madong, madon madon
1: <laughs> yeah
0: if it's unlucky This is apparently also why a ship has a figurehead, often, of a woman, usually at the prow of the ship. So women on board were considered bad luck and just plain distractions at best for the seamen. (laughs) I think that's probably where the bad luck stems from, yes. I don't know for sure. But distracted sailors made the sea gods angry and the waves royal. And also in that vein, there's um, the sirens myth, which we talked about. I think you talked about. Yeah. Like yeah, luring sailors to their death, being like, oh, "We're sexy women."
1: <laughs> it's probably just any woman on a ship filled with dudes who can't <laughs> keep it in their pants and like. Try and blame You've the been woman. at sea for six months. You're like that rock looks sexy. <laughs>
0: That manatee looks like a woman, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but it it's interesting because I learned more about that uh, myth about the women and the bad luck. So naked women were said to calm the seas.
1: <laughs> so sure, <laughs> I literally wrote like sure, but but. <laughs> I wonder who started that claim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who started this rumor? Um, But I had a quote. This is the reason that many ship figureheads depict women with bare breasts, which I did hear on Outlander. So it must be true. Um, (laughs) But the watchful eyes of the female figureheads were also believed to guide the ship to safety. The ship itself was also referred to as she... Because it acted as a protective mother that sheltered the sailors from an angry sea. A whole lot of figuring going on here. Yeah. (laughs) But I love... I thought the superstition myths were very interesting. And because of that, I included
1: some. It's weird how that kind of stuff starts.
0: It is. It really is. I'm so happy now that women are allowed in the Navy. Mm -hmm. I... I think I previously mentioned that my sister Ressa's in the Navy, so that was what I asked her about, was if they had any superstitions, um, as I was kind of researching any of them, and, um, they don't really hang on to many of them nowadays. Yeah. Um, I think she said they do, yeah, uh, I'll look again, but, like, a few things, like, maybe, um, some of the ones we'll get into, which are kind of like, no no whistling on board because it's bad luck and that sort of thing, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's one of the boating superstitions is that whistling is not allowed on board. I've um, never heard
1: that before. I know!
0: <laughs> I I actually didn't elaborate on that one, nor did I elaborate on the one that was like, no bananas on board. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: I should have, because that does sound weirdly funny. Is that just like, no, because you might step on it and slip? Right off the boat?
0: Maybe. A lot of them had a little bit of a, a history stemming and stemming in something else, but I, di- I did not expand on that one, unfortunately, because I was like, I am now writing about everything and you know how I get I'll be here all day. <laughs> So I had to kind of curb myself. So, all I have for number two is no bananas on board. Number three is avoid redheads.
1: Oh and... damn! Uh oh. <laughs> I know we always dye our hair red. <laughs> yeah. Mine's brown right now, but yeah, it's been a red yeah. for like most of my life.
0: Mine was like it did kind of a darkish purple, but that was kind of faded. Um. Also, watch your mouth on board. You are not allowed to say things like drown, which, okay, kind of makes sense. I I get the superstition around that. (laughs) Also bad luck to say things like good luck or goodbye. So don't do that. Okay. And also bad luck to be swearing while you're fishing, which I thought was interesting. (laughs) Another superstition about ships is that you never rename a ship, Um, which if we get into myths about the Titanic conspiracies, um, I'll have a little bit to say about that, I think.
1: (laughs) I think I, I might have heard that one before.
0: Yeah, giving it a different name, it's like bad luck, I guess. I don't know why. Oh... Actually, from my notes I have, it angers Neptune. So don't do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't make Neptune angry. Come on.
0: He thinks you're trying to trick him by calling it a different name. (laughs) That's what I have. And also, number six is don't sail on Fridays. Apparently that's bad luck, too, for some reason.
1: Oh. What if you just want to take the long weekend? (laughs) That oh, sucks. <laughs> I think we're
0: talking big journeys. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then also, this is cool. I had, I had semi heard of this one again from um, some of my TV watching and stuff like that. But don't travel with a Jonah. Quote based on the story of the biblical prophet Jonah, any person or object that brought bad luck to a ship was sometimes called a Jonah. Um, in the biblical tale, the prophet Jonah receives orders from God to sail to the city of Nineveh, but instead he sails the opposite direction out of fear. God punished Jonah by bringing violent storms to his ship and the rest of the crew threw him overboard to appease the seas. Any person perceived to be a Jonah quote unquote would be thrown off the ship as soon as possible.
1: Oh, so it's not people named Jonah? It isn't, no. It's more
0: like an unlucky person. I was confused.
1: (laughs) I was like, people named Jonah need to be thrown overboard.
0: Right. And I'd only heard of the name of the story Jonah and the whale and knew that that was from the Bible. So I was like, okay, I've kind of heard of this. I don't know. Weird. Another weird one is Don't Shoot the Albatross, which stems apparently from the well-known poem by Samuel Samuel Taylor Coleridge, The Rime of the Ancient Mariner, which I have heard of. But What's the Albatross? What's
1: that?
0: Well, the, the uh, saying for At Sea is Don't Shoot the Albatross which they think comes from the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, uh, in which apparently they shoot a friendly albatross and have misfortune afterwards. Hmm. They're a seabird. Leave them the fuck alone. They'll do their own thing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess it's bad luck to shoot those guys. I wouldn't shoot uh, any
1: birds at sea. You need them to tell you tired of
0: is. fish.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but... Th- Apparently what it comes from, seabirds were said to carry the souls of the dead, sailors, and it was good luck to see one, but bad luck to kill one.
1: Oh, I can see it. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. (laughs) And finally, take care
0: of the ship's cat. Wives would even keep black cats at home to bring good luck to their husbands at sea.
1: Aw, somebody that likes black cats. I know. Finally. (laughs) Finally. Yay.
0: I think that's cute. I see how they could definitely be super invaluable at sea or just like on a farm or something. Because they're just, they're they're
1: taking care of vermin. Yeah, there's a lot of like mice and rats on ships. (laughs) Probably because you need to store so much food. Like mm-hmm, for a trip, mm-hmm. if it's really long.
0: Oh, yeah, there'd be shit, you know, vermin all up in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, sailors also believed a few other unusual nautical superstitions surrounding cats, which I found fun. <laughs> um, a ship's cat sneezing meant that it was going to rain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cat sneezes are the best. See what dog sneezes They're just hilarious. I love a good
0: dog sneeze, but you know what? I think cats sneeze less. And I read that animals, or dogs at least, do it because they're, like, showing you that they're just play fighting in a way. They're, like, being like, oh, it's all all fun and games Um. or whatever. And I was like, it makes sense that, like, dogs would do that more because cats are less likely to give a fuck what you think about them
1: (laughs) or how they're doing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes Bailey will just start sneezing. She'll have been, oh. like, asleep and stuff, and it's so cute. <laughs> Aww.
0: Yeah, that is pretty cute. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, I guess a frisky ship's cat was an omen of a windy day. <laughs> Ooh. And a ship's cat that licked its fur against the grain signaled that a hailstorm was on its
1: way. (laughs) Oh my.
0: Adorable. Oh, but this is fun. While these sailor superstitions may sound absurd, they are actually somewhat based in reality. Due to their sensitive inner ears, cats are able to detect changes in weather more acutely than any other animals. Or than than other animals, I should say. cats can yeah i thought that was cool um i didn't know that and apparently cats can sense the low atmospheric pressure that often comes before storms at sea and this may cause them to act restless or nervous
1: Mm. (laughs) yeah i can see that i thought it was cool Uh, animals are like so in tune with stuff (laughs) and i'm shocked that I guess we have, like, gut instincts about stuff sometimes. But we ignore it. But we don't have, like, inner dairy. ears that can tell us when, like, freaking earthquake's coming. Come on, people. Good God, no. We hardly are, like... Oh, like, I guess some people's joints tell yeah. them when it's gonna rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, excuse me. Um... Oh, so this one was a fun one for a sailor, um, uh, for a sailor superstition. Sorry. Get some tattoos. (laughs) Put some good omens right on your body. And particularly, it wasn't just sailors should all have tattoos, but, you know, a particularly good one to have would be like that nautical star. I feel like you do see some people put it on up on their houses, like, especially in country areas. Like, um, not that I've ever been there, but, like, maybe Texas. <laughs> you know, like a kind of a, a very pointed star or whatever.
1: I think I've seen it. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. or also just an actual compass. Yeah. So apparently it's good luck to get that tattooed on you. Or, like we talked about a couple of episodes ago about tattoos on feet <laughs> oh, really? some sailors got roosters tattooed on their feet in case the ship goes down roosters. The theory
1: <laughs> Roosters. yeah i'm trying to picture that uh, tattoo in my head and i just can't <laughs> and also would it not
0: fade but um i guess they thought the gods would take pity on you if they see those tattoos from the bottom of your foot, I guess where you would be if you are drowning, maybe. Roosters. And they would scoop you up from the depths. And what they thought it could have had to do with was roosters and chickens floating in their wooden crates to relative safely, because the wooden crates were relatively, uh,
1: floatable? What's the word I'm looking for? Buoyant.
0: Buoyant. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sounds better.
1: <laughs> Floatable? <Yeah>. Floating
0: <laughs> Water wings? Ha- help me? No. <laughs> um, I love all the superstitions. They're so fun. I wrote down a few quick other ones without much explanation, like spit and pour wine before a journey, step aboard with your right foot, flat-footed people are bad luck, Hello, my family. Uh,
1: yeah, hello, oh. like, 50% of the people.
0: Oh, also the next one is pretty straightforward. Sharks are signs of death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Doesn't God. seem
0: like that one needs a big explanation or meaning.
1: <laughs> no, not
0: really. <laughs> but also, um, even flowers could be signs of bad omens on on a ship. Um, Because of their association with funerals. Same thing with clergy. Uh, We're not really welcome on board. Kind of anything associated with death and funerals. They were like, we want to stay away from that on our ship. (laughs) No dead bodies aboard our ship. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's pretty inevitable. Especially if you have a cruise or a voyage that lasts more than a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. true it just happens part of life ringing bells were bad luck rabbits and salmon were bad omens a child born at sea was good luck and there was to be no personal grooming while sailing all right then (laughs) just have a kid out there you're good even though no one's bathing or shaving um (laughs) The following is another possible longer version of the SOS calls sent out by the SS Orang Madan. SOS from ship Orang Madan. Ships with shortwave radio get urgent DH Medico. Followed by the second part. We are floating. Second officer dead on bridge. Captain and chief engineer dead in chart room. Probably whole crew dead. Partly... Then that was interrupted by the flurry of undecipherable Morse code. Morse code? Sorry. Uh, basically followed by I die or I'm dying. That was the last they Aww. heard of the, the ship. Yeah. It's creepy and sad. It's weird. Like It is. And it's very mysterious.
1: Yeah, because and... like... Even, like, an illness or something doesn't quite make sense.
0: It does seem to come on really quickly. hmm Yeah. Um, oh, I, I'll i probably get to it, but we might have already talked about, like, might have to do with what the cargo was holding.
1: Oh, yeah. like the cyanide or something maybe was, like, poisoning them?
0: Right. Could have been some chemicals. Yeah. So this was a fun fact, speaking of Morse code, Ressa pointed out to me that on the side of the Canadian War Museum in Ottawa, they have small windows that spell out in Morse code, lest we forget, um, or "N'oublions jamais," you know, which is like the French version. Yeah.
1: So cute. That's, (laughs) that's some like crazy, like design thought. A spell really of words cool. in Morse code with windows on a building?
0: Yes. It's a very modern-looking building, actually, too. the it, I said it's on the side, but they call it, like, the fin because it juts up out of the top of the museum. But, yeah, it, it's really neat. I thought that was a neat
1: fact. We'll have to post a picture of it somewhere.
0: mm mm-hmm. um, Another account of the ship's demise appeared in a Holland periodical... Elsevier's Weekly in January 1948. The editor claimed to have brought bought the rights to the story along with a photo of one of the bodies on board from the Italian officer um, that first got the SOS call. But then apparently the officer who was telling the story disappeared. Hmm. Complete mystery. One theory has a lone survivor taking off in the missing lifeboat who was later apparently found on a Pacific Island. He supposedly confirmed the rumor that chemicals were in the cargo the potassium uh, cyanide and the nitroglycerin I think it was. So he said that yeah they had indeed leaked or mixed together in some way accidentally But then he apparently died very shortly thereafter from his exposure to both the chemicals and the elements after the shipwreck. Oh, okay. So, still still pretty unconfirmed, that account, unfortunately. Yeah. I did look up to try and see if it corresponded with the way the bodies were found, what potassium cyanide does to a person... So I did Google it, and now while I'm surely on a list of some kind (laughs) (laughs) with the United States or Big Brother or whoever, but according to the CDC's website, potassium cyanide releases hydrogen cyanide gas, a highly toxic chemical asphyxiant, Um, you know, makes you not breathe. (laughs) I'm like, I can't say it right now, but asphyxiant that interferes with the body's ability to use oxygen. Exposure to potassium cyanide can be rapidly fatal. Hmm. I think that could probably explain why they were all contorted if they were dying of lack
1: of oxygen, I guess. Yeah. Sad as it is. Because, I mean, if you're, like, choking, I guess you're probably, like, wiggling around and like trying to grasp at stuff like this
0: i think so i mean i've had asthma my life and i do know that like there's not much you can do when you can't get a good breath like there's not really anything you could do so you're just gonna get your body as comfortable as you can and usually that is at least sitting up because you can breathe easily or so maybe they were all like yeah trying to kind of get into a more comfortable position it's hard to say yeah um a freaky fact i thought was the area that the Orang madan probably sank is very close to or along the last known flight path of the missing airplane malaysian airlines flight 370 which happened quite a bit after I don't have it written down because I was like, I really want to cover that one in like a missing airplanes type of episode. I think, yeah. And I think that the way it connects to this one, I was like, Whoa, it's, it's just kind of the same general area, but it's still neat. (laughs) The CIA connection, a man named C H Mark, wrote a letter to the assistant to, or he was the assistant to the director of the CIA, and he wrote to his boss on December 5th, 1959, asking about the fate of the Orang Madan and wondered if anything had been concluded about the mystery. He even went on to say he thought the answer to the mystery of this ghost ship would hold the clues to more ghost ship mysteries, but the director of the CIA had no answers for him. Hmm. That was just just kind of a weird side note, I thought, like yeah, somebody working for the CIA asked about it to his boss, but nothing is told.
1: <laughs> Probably doesn't have clearance. Maybe. On a need to know <clears throat> basis, if they're keeping it off the books. <laughs> right. So if you'd like
0: to experience virtually what the crew may have gone through, you're in luck. There oh is God. a high definition video game which I did not know called The Dark Pictures Anthology: Man of Medan. The first of 8 planned installments in the Dark Pictures series, The Man of Medan is a quote horror-themed video game played from a third-person perspective in which single or multiple players assume control of five different characters that become trapped on board a ghost ship. That's <laughs> weird. So, oh, here's Random. a mystery, let's pretend we're involved in it. I yes. played the, some Lost video games from the, the show Lost. I mean, I, I would probably do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, there was more about it. They could make decisions based on their head or in their heart. Things like that. And the moral compass affects how the ending is. And I know Pat has a few games like that where there's like different endings depending on obviously what actions you pick and what relationships do you forge or whatever.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: (laughs) it's interesting. But the game was inspired in part by the writings of Silvio Shirley, who may have gotten his information from the lone survivor that made it to an island. Um, That one survivor supposedly of the ship He supposedly told his story to a missionary on his deathbed. Not sure, because I think we said earlier that we thought that story was, you know, told by one other person. It's just, it's very dubious and hard to track down the beginnings and hard to authenticate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Other theories include insurance fraud or mutiny. Uh some ships were apparently called coffin ships because they were overinsured. Therefore, they were worth more sunk than afloat. Oh. And it's Weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see that. I don't know if that was done on purpose, but I know they had basically like insurance for a long time even if they didn't call it that.
1: Mhm. Yeah, insurance has been around for like ever.
0: Right. They're like, in case I die on this ship, what will you give my wife? <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, the most random theory that I came across about this particular ship was that it might have been carrying cargo on behalf of top secret Japanese military unit 731. I was like, what? But apparently this Japanese military unit was pretty awful. They were a biological and chemical warfare research unit that engaged in sick experiments on mostly Chinese prisoners of war to develop their anti-personnel mines and other weapons. So they would explode things, study the effects on their victims and other horrible experiments. Hmm. That's not good. Very sick stuff. Very, if anyone has heard of, Yosef uh, Joseph, Joseph Mengele. The yeah. Nazi fucking yeah doctor fuck who experimented yeah I was gonna say he's I'm most people have heard his name he was pretty fucking sick fuck experimenting on prisoners at Auschwitz this was like basically very much just as disgusting and yeah I was like oh my god this could be a whole other case that I wouldn't want to do
1: no I don't like that kind of stuff
0: no away from but. It it's true but at the same stuff just because we don't at the same time just because we don't like stuff it can be hard just to like almost learn about it or know that it was real i had to remind myself that um as we we're talking about um in this case the uh, theory was about a japanese military unit i was like yeah they were kind of buddies japanese but the other axis powers in world war ii Which were Italy and Germany. And sometimes you forget who was Germany's buddy buddies in the war. Yeah. Um, But anyway, that's a whole other segment. We're all capable of evil as human beings. That's just the way we are. And to top this off, an article on allthatsinteresting.com called this military unit in Japan an assembly line of weaponized diseases that if fully deployed could have killed everyone on earth several times over to keep it short. They did tests on the effects of frostbite vivisection, which is opening people up without anesthesia to study the living organs, weapons yeah. testing, syphilis testing, raping women to impregnate them so they could test injuries on pregnant women And finally, germ warfare. Sorry.
1: Mm. They did some really fucked up things. Uh, It makes Uh, sense if they were involved then based on what was found on the ship or what they say was on the ship.
0: Right. That's the only connection that people can make. They don't really have any proof. They're just like, I guess because of the chemicals found on board that they could have had to do with chemicals needed for... These horrible experiments they were putting people through. Yeah. That's my only explanation. But anyway, guys, that was Sinister Ships. Thank you for sticking with us through Um another slightly dark one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What did we decide our Oh, our next episode (laughs) is technically a Patreon. That we're
0: um, recording. Yes, you guys should join Patreon, just saying. Because I think it's gonna be a good one
1: yeah it should
0: be um, fun it's kind of had to do with bugs yeah. um <laughs> uh etymology yeah. see i always want to say it wrong and say the one that means to do with the the meaning of words <laughs> and team <laughs> etym- entomology. entomology yeah whatever the difference is but yeah, yeah we're gonna do like the etymology i was like we'll call it like forensic files or something like that because it's going to be very forensic and interesting I think.
1: Yeah. How they figure out all that
0: stuff is crazy. Oh my god. I know and then sometimes they come back and say that like you know what this science wasn't as scientific as we thought or like you know blood spatter isn't as concrete as we thought and we gotta try again. (laughs) So check that out on Patreon, where even before that, you can get our Warrens episode, mm-hmm. where we dug deep into their life and times and several of the true stories behind the Warrens uh, or the, the Conjuring movies. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, And other than that, yes, next time will be,
1: as we decided,
0: True Crime
1: Cults Edition.
0: Yeah. It's
1: gonna... I think be fun i think well oh yeah maybe we'll try and use some ones that (laughs) like wine and crime did their lesser known cults well
0: there's one i've heard about this year even that i hadn't heard about before so there's a few to choose from that are unknown i think Yeah. yeah so you guys should definitely tune in next time but until then thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it it's the best thing you can do and to like and subscribe you know wherever you can give us a review and just let somebody else know yeah what's your favorite podcast and
1: <laughs> uh alana informed me we're added on good pod you said app so
0: yes good pods app
1: yeah you good can... place
0: to rate and review podcasts and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. so
1: that's one other way you can let us know what you like
0: it really helps support the show yes yeah. We always want to stay free for you guys, but yeah, since we uh, appreciate anything that helps support the show yeah. um, as we manage and produce and all that and host it for you. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We mm-hmm. love you guys.
1: Until next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> This has been Castles and Cryptids. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and our YouTube channel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. On our website, you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments. Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers, and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content. We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesandcryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? Send us your listener story by social media or by email please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Fair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening.